Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We're talking about podcasts. We're talking about itty bitty podcast. Podcast. Merry mini Monday, chunkies. I'm Carter. And I'm Doge. <laughs> I'm Jordan. Hey. Boy, I hope that lines up in post because I was watching you guys on this video call and there is nothing that has ever been as out of sync as you both looked to me singing that song. I had to close my eyes and focus. I think it's going to be good. I was the great. one who gets who gets to hear both. So yeah, that's true. Because one of the noises was coming from me. So that is very true. Um, how was everybody's commute this morning to the recording no traffic? A uh, little bit of traffic for me. Uh, yeah. I did have to open the bedroom door just to get over to my computer. Yeah, with the uh, home office setup and the fact that it's a little bit nomadic for both Chelsea and I. There was maybe a quarter or two that I had not anticipated. So that was a little bit of a... I did have to push some stuff off of my desk. Yeah, a little bit yeah, of highway To make there. room for my computer. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, well, welcome to Mini Monday. We're here again. Uh, kudos to... Let's just... Can we just make Adam <laughs> the hunk for the rest of time? Yeah, that'll work. Thank you for our recordings yeah, from last week. I don't think it sounded anything like the situation we're in right now, which we're all in different I rooms. agree. I think it was I agree. incredibly and that's well because done. Adam is a wizard. He is a wizard. And we have a totally normal energy. We sound exactly as energetic and in sync with each other as, as we, we ever have. have. The jokes are just as good. Wow. We said that at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Um, I am inspired by our movie tomorrow, Inside Out, which we will be reviewing. Mm. Yes. Um, among many things, this was some of my favorite stuff to read on the details and trivia. Uh, among many of these were the different shapes of the emotions that we get. And I was very much inspired by joy, our Amy Poehler's mm. joy. And she's supposed to be the shape of a star because she'll often have hands and uh, feet out in the shape of a star, which I thought was really cool. Akimbo. Uh, Akimbo, yes. which led me to, uh, I think, a game that we haven't played in a long time. When I think of stars, I think of... Uh, extra credit. I'm kidding. Let's play it. Let's <laughs> my heart, my heart sank. <laughs> Let's start this episode by playing "A Star Was Born." For those that don't know, "A Star Was Born" is pretty fun. What we do is, I've got some people that were born. I've got a couple that were born today, March 30th, uh, and then one that was born. Actually, no, I've got two that were born tomorrow, and then one April Fool, someone who was born ah, the first. Yes. And so I'm what going to give the, give the age of this person and then how many credits they have on IMDb. Uh, and then the guys get to just randomly pick some credits and have to decide from there uh, who this star is. Y'all ready? Yes. Big time. So our first March 31st birthday, he was born in 1971. Ah, uh, Yes. 
The before times. The before, the much before times. Um, and he has 88 acting credits. Now, okay. we're only going to count 84 of these. Actually, uh, he's got several in post-production, so we're only going to count 82. And so, okay. if y'all remember, the 82nd credit is the one that is the, cl- the, the most recent release, right? Okay. So credit yeah. number one is his first ever credit. And then okay. I'll adapt depending on, right. on, on yeah. TV shows and, and different things like that. But okay. I'm Ooh. thinking Doge, maybe, maybe 44 right in the middle. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that'll be like, like mid eighties, early nineties. Yeah. Let's try that out. 44th credit is the men who stare at goats. Okay. Do you think this is Bradley? Bradley Coops? Pitt. Is he in that? Is that not a Brad Pitt flick? That's George Clooney. Ah ha ha ha. You Who, do get I you do get three uh three credits sure. to help decide this. Certainly. Certainly. Okay. Um let's go. What was that? 44? Let's yeah, 44. go. That's pretty recent, huh? You want to go like late 60s, see what happens? Yeah, let's go 68. 68th credit. Jane got a gun. Uh-oh. Hmm. Hear me out. He has 82 total credits, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hear me right. out. We either go, I'm thinking early 30s or super recent and hope that it's something we know. Yeah, I'm thinking like, my thought was let's go 80 or something like that. 80 it is. Christopher Robin. Is this, is this Ewan? Ewan McGregor? Let's go with Ewan McGregor. Happy birthday to, let's see, this was 1971, so 29 plus 20. 49th, 40, right? 49th birthday to Ewan McGregor. Nice. Born in Hello Perthshire, there. Scotland. Very nice. Uh, his six credits uh, that are in post-production or pre-production or filming, uh, post-production for The Birthday Cake. Uh, okay. There is an untitled Halston miniseries. Or Halston TV miniseries that is filming. He is a voice that is filming for Pinocchio. Interesting. Um, like Disney? Disney's doing a live action Pinocchio? It does appear so. The Land of Sometimes. He's the wish collector in that. There's a movie called The Cow. And then an untitled Star Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi TV series. Mm-hmm, yep. Mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. Obi-Wan. Another birthday that we Which, have. Which, as Ryan. I understand it, has pretty much stalled out. I think production on that, it stalled out before all of the the unpleasant stuff began happening around the world. And I think that it was because they couldn't reach an agreement on scripts and tone. If I remember correctly, Mm -hmm. it seems like ages ago that I was reading about this, but yeah, it felt like it was one of those that had, yeah, had kind of a carousel of people who were at the helm. Exactly. And And then it kind of just the wheels fell off. That's hardly ever good. Yeah. Uh, We have a March, another March 31st birthday. This one, he was born in 1943, born in 1943. So let's see, that's 57 plus 20 turning. 77 years old tomorrow. That's many and years. Actual, imagine, you can an imagine. Actual, legitimate, real life baby boomer. Yes. Here on our program. <laughs> the mm-hmm. real I can't one. even believe it. Uh, you can imagine he likely has several credits. He does. He has 138 credits as an actor. That's a lot of credits. Um, and only two of these are in some kind of post production. So we're going to be able to count 136 credits here. Uh, you may begin your guessing or, or you're uh, taking your random shots here at some of these. Good luck. Okay. I think anything before like anything smaller than 50 
we're going to have no idea. Oh, maybe I'm thinking even more than that. What, what was it? Give me the total number one more time. 130, 130. We're going to play with 136. Two of them are. Yeah. Let's right. not guess anything lower than 80. Yeah. I, I feel like that's right. In fact, what do you think about 99? Just knocking on, yeah. knocking mm-hmm. on 100's door. Knock, knock, knocking on 100's door. Whoa. Yep. Ooh, that exactly. Was beautiful. Let's do it. Kangaroo Jack. <laughs> oh yeah, my favorite movie. I'm so glad I finally one. get to talk no, about I this. Thought that oh, one in a no. good time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yikes. Okay, that puts us in the right headspace, though. That that's still pretty early. Um, yeah, let's uh, go. I would say like 120. Yeah, let's go 120. What was that one? That was 99. Yep. Yep. 120. Kill the Irishman. Is okay. That like a, is that a propaganda poster? Or is that a film? <laughs> <laughs> okay. One more shot. I say 132. Yeah. Yep. Let's do it. The Jungle Book. It's an older fella. Could this be Christopher Walken? I was just about to say, is this Christopher Walken or uh, isn't Bill Murray Baloo in The Jungle Book? Yeah. I think this is one of those guys. So... So it, I, I don't is remember Christopher Rockin or Bill Murray in Kangaroo Jack. I don't remember anything about Kangaroo Jack except for um, the Cool in the Gang song. So uh, based on Kill the Irishman, I'm going to swing for Christopher Walken, I think. I could totally see every single one of these. It's getting to the point where you can't name a movie and there's not at least a little possibility in my mind that Bill Murray showed up for a scene that they were just like, I bet we could get Bill Murray for like a minute. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I say, I say Chris Walk. Yeah, let's go with Christopher Walken. Happy 77th birthday tomorrow to Christopher Walken. Yes, yes. Oh, that in, feels good. In Queens, New York City. Carter, nice. can you give us a brief overview? Can you just tell us like how old he is, where he was born as Chris? on our program. Yeah, that'd be really great for me. That's one advantage of the digital format is that now we're not bound by time and space and we can call in anywhere. We can have any guests from any location at any time on our program. Is is this on right now? I Oh yeah. Hey, Chris is coming to us from his home office. Hey Chris, how are you doing? Hi voice in my head. You've changed since most recent we spoke, uh, (laughs) born in, uh, the city that never sleeps. New York, New York in Queens. I am now of the 77 age. Not much time left. Here's to Kangaroo Jack too, baby. <laughs> Chris, what are you doing to kind of kind of uh, keep the wheel spinning, keep your keep your brain positive right now as you're you're hopefully staying inside your home? What are you up to these days? I'm I just everything is about oil. I just bathe in it, I drink it, I um Spread it. Anyways, I got to go. Bye. <laughs> this is this is the most shock jock morning radio segment we've ever participated in. Listen, listen, this is the new normal and we're adapting Ooh, and changing. We uh, did it. Listener, what you missed out on at home not seeing this video call is every one of Carter's head motions to make sure that he stayed in character as Christopher Walken. <laughs> you got to get in it. Um, well, listen, we've got one more birthday. We've got one more birthday and this one's okay. a little bit, honestly, more difficult. Um, this is an April fool born on April 1st. I promise I'm not doing some kind of like inception April fools within the April fool's birthday here. This is someone who's sure, actually sure. born on April 1st, 1976. He is going to be turning 44 years of age, uh, this coming Wednesday. Uh, and so he has 
Are you ready for this? At the age of 44 almost, he has 358 acting credits. What? Yeah, 358 acting Okay, I'm thinking a lot of voice work then. It's gotta be, I feel like. Uh, There's only two in post-production, but I'm gonna leave them both out here because they could even possibly help you. Now, not, not to let you put any kind of investment on credits 357 and 358, but I do feel like these are worth keeping around. I was going to say Frank Oz, but then I remembered that's too young for this boy because this means he would have been four when he did Yoda. So it's not Frank Oz. Could have been. He's actually in costume. I mean, maybe, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, that's actually him. (laughs) Do do you want to swing at 200 first? Yeah. 200. Bear with me as I scroll for ages to find roughly the 200th credit. I'm going to edit that out, baby. It'd be smooth sailing. Okay, here we go. Iron Man TV series. This is voice okay, acting. It is voice work. I'm going to give you Gorilla, Professor Ono, Agent A, and Trainee Number One on the Iron Man TV series. Forty-four. I okay. wonder what Iron Man TV series that is. Like probably early '90s. It, not not the like I guess not the more recent one. If he's forty-four and that's the two hundredth credit, I guarantee it's more recent than the early '90s. Do you think it's the CG one? I mean, not that that matters or helps in any way. Um, what number credit was that? 200. And how many total does he have? 358. Let's do 337. Yeah, uh, see, that sounds good. Based on what? Hey, what makes that sound good? I'm just feeling it. <laughs> Middle Earth, Shadow of War, Talion. Okay. Yeah. Who does that? Who does that voice? It's Troy Baker. Okay. That's why he didn't tell us one of the upcoming ones because it's The Last of Us Part Two. Okay. Uh, let's do. So if that was three seventy eight. Let's. You want to try was, and land on The Last of Us? That's, <laughs> that was three thirty seven. Let's try and let's work back backwards it up and land on The Last of Us. I'm gonna say three. No, I'm gonna say two two eighty eight. Right. Yeah. Let's let's shoot for that. Two eighty eight. Okay. Batman Unlimited. TV series. The Joker. Yeah. Okay. This is Troy Baker. Troy Baker. Happy birthday to one of the most, if not the most prestigious voice actor in all of video games. All around great dude. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing guy. Uh, Christopher Walk. No. um, (laughs) Happy 44th birthday to Troy Baker, born in Dallas, Texas. Woo, woo, woo. From Dallas. But yeah, his two credits right now are The Last of Us Part 2 as Joel, and then Marvel's Avengers video game in post-production as Bruce Banner. Yep. Y'all about hey, to quick. make me accidentally play The Last of Us again for the second time in yeah. six months. <laughs> when, does, when does Part 2 come out? It is May 29th. So there's a great chance that'll come during the middle of all of this weird time. Well, hopefully by that point, it's the <laughs> end of all of this weird time. But Hopefully. I was looking at April. I'm looking at April 29th on my calendar. Right. I wish. Oh man, I wish it was coming out dead in the middle of this. I it would say, be that would be great because then I wouldn't have to take time off of work. Don't get me I wrong. Just, Animal Crossing is treating me right, but still. Oh my gosh. Hey, what's y'all's islands' names? Windfall. Uh, I share an island with my wife. Um, I do too because that was in our vows. Uh, it is. <laughs> it is called La, which is Hawaiian for sun. Nice. My wife named our island, and it's the proudest I've ever been of her. And it's called Comic Sands. <laughs> and it's wonderful. Comic Sands. It's amazing. Very, very good. To keep on the star theme, I want to try a new game. 
Okay. I don't know a good name for it yet. So either it comes up, either it happens naturally uh, with Derek. The, the, the four of us here. Great. Let's play Derek. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, um, let's play Derek. So in Derek, don't let the name fool you. Another interesting thing I told you, I've, I'm inspired by Inside Out right now. And uh, part of the casting process for them had to be, and it has been mentioned as being just a ton of fun because they have people personifying emotions, right? You get, uh, Lewis Black was like the one for one. They did not consider anybody else yeah. to play anger, but Lewis Makes Black, sense. and obviously, obviously it all translates very well. I want us to recast. So here's what we're going to do. This game in general is just about recasting certain people. So I want us to come up with a recasting. Hey, in this if case I may, the, yeah. this game can be called re-roll, like yep. when you would re-roll a character oh, in a tabletop yes. game, except it's, except it's re-R-O-L-E. <sighs> yep. Yeah, Thank you. no, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, somebody earlier brought up Derek, though. And I <laughs> yeah, do. I would say those are those are probably the top two. If I, I had to think of our top two, sort of fondly remembered Derek. I think we being call it. Good. I think we call it re-roll, and we have a maybe we have a fun little dice rolling sound. I bet we can find that somewhere. It's called re-roll colon Derek's Derek. game. The, so the I want Derek us to re-roll, project. and the way that this is going to work, as most mini Monday games do is the two of you will s- somehow be against each other. I don't think this is going to be a y'all work together on this. I okay. want you to take some time and each Good. give me per roll who you think should be in the re-roll and then tell me as to why, and then I will decide who had the okay. better observation. And with five here, we can actually have a winner if y'all want it to be a competition. So we can do the best, the best three out of five if you can. But we have anger, fear, joy, sadness, and disgust. Uh, where would anybody want to start? Let's do Let's it. Start Let's with go joy. ahead and do Oh, you want to start with joy? Let's start with joy then. So I want y'all to give me, who do you feel like uh, could have done as good or a better job? Or I guess you could even pitch it being uniquely different uh, and worth, worth listening to and watching than Amy Poehler did for joy. I have right, my answer. I've, got, I've got my, yeah, my pick for joy. Okay. Let's start with Doge on this one. Who do you think? Um, in this alternate universe, the role of joy is going to be played by Ellie Kemper. Okay, that's very good. Uh, and I guess uh, she's pretty much just doing Kimmy Schmidt at this point for right. this role. But okay, she could be she could do something different, a little different. Jordan, yeah. uh, in this one, Joy's going to be played by Paul Rudd. <laughs> oh, you can you can hear the smile, you know. Okay, hmm. Uh, can either of y'all give me a little bit more ammo on as to why for these? I think Paul Rudd personifies Joy. And uh, you can you can hear it when he speaks, and he's a silly, silly goofball. I think Ellie Kemper could really lean into the kind of aw shucks naivety of Joy, almost like like early season, early series Sheriff Andy Taylor, just like super aw shucks. Man, this is tough. As much as I like a new spin on something and having a male vocalist for Joy, uh, you made an Andy Griffith show reference. I did that. On, I did that on purpose. You know, well, because you I got know it. that you, you perfect. You did it. So uh, Kemper's going to be our Joy in this yeah. case. Yeah. Watch yeah. Jordan's going to cast Don Knotts as every other character. To try and get those Andy <laughs> Griffith points. Um, yeah, it's just going to jump back and forth between uh, <laughs> him and Ron Howard for everything. <laughs> yes. Uh, so let's do fear. But now. kid, but kid Ron. Right. Yeah. Little, little bitty Ron <laughs> Howard. Ronito. Ronito. Fear. Let's re let's re-roll fear here. Okay. Got it. Yep. Jordan goes first. Fear uh, this time is going to be played by uh, Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> from the character Silicon Valley, Richard Hendricks from Silicon Valley. Okay. Yep. 
the character design of fear looks like Thomas Middleditch a little bit. So that is perfect. part of why I did that. Yeah. Hey, similar Silicon Valley vibe in my version. Fear is played by Kumail Nanjiani. Okay. That's fun. Yeah. Again, I like the creativity of, of Nanjiani, but I'm going to go with Jordan on this one. That did end up, and Doge, you ended up working against yourself a little bit on that, in that he already yeah, does kind of look like. I know, like, I argued his point. That was a better cast than I gave anyway. It does kind of look like that. Let's go ahead and do Disgust now. What about Disgust? Okay. This one this one is easy for me as well. Uh, by oh, the no, way, Bill Hader was, was our fear before, and he's also a very excellent voice actor. Mindy Kaling for, for Disgust. Doge, you'll go first this time. Okay, I got it. What you got? Field. Justin Timberlake. <laughs> okay. That star power. Fair. Um, in this one, Disgust is going to be Billy Eichner. Oh. <laughs> that goes to Jordan Dang. because that's who, yeah, who was that's in perfect. my head. Wait, really? Yeah, yeah. That's very fun. Eichner could do fear really well too, I think. So we got Billy Eichner. Yeah. As disgust. Oh my gosh. Billy Agner would be perfect as disgust. Although Mindy Kaling was perfect. As oh, 100%. I do think that, yeah, I think these don't necessarily need to be re-rolled in any way, but it's fun to try. Yeah. Uh, sure. Let's do sadness now. Let's, let's try sadness. Okay. Jordan, you're first. Sure. Yeah. 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 So uh, for sadness, I'm thinking uh, Avril Lavigne. <laughs> Just going to go ahead and bring her back into the fold. Uh, and, People can say things. She'd be like, why do you have to go and make things so complicated? Oh, and she's kind of a meta character. Gracious, yes. He didn't get in the movie earlier, and I love him very much. Kumail Nanjiani. Let's get him (laughs) somewhere in here, please. Let's put him there. Let's go ahead and have Nanjiani be sadness, because the Avril Lavigne thing is a better joke, but not a good movie-watching experience. I don't feel like we can know that. uh, I guess we can't. Uh, That's what DreamWorks would do. If DreamWorks was making this, she would be yes. Avril Lavigne. No, 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 no. <laughs> yes. Don't, don't, don't throw that to DreamWorks. That would be Illumination's move. If DreamWorks was making it, it would all be Scottish accent, right? Awesome powers the whole time, right? Oh my gosh, um, Scottston powers. <laughs> we'll end it on anger, uh, which which Got was it. the manifestation yeah, as of well. anger itself was Lewis Black. Okay, yeah, uh, it's Doge first. This is going to be Terry Crews. Ooh, nice okay, and cool. and and nice and wrong. Uh, it's funny that we're even talking about this because it's 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 obvious. This this one's Ice Cube. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> These were both so out of left field. Ice Cube wins. Jordan wins the game. Reroll first time ever. So we have Ice Cube as anger. We have Billy Eichner as disgust. We have uh, Ellie Kemper as joy. We have, what's the fears guy? I can't think of his name. Thomas Middleditch. Thomas Middleditch. Thomas Middleditch. And then sadness is uh, Kamal Nanjiani. So that's fun. That's, that's a, a different fun cast. Movie. That's a fun movie. That is a fun yeah. movie for sure. I like that. Um, several of these characters are uh, closer to being champions, I would say, as we come back to visit one of the most important days of spring delirium. Uh, it is time for us to go from 32 to 16. Oof. Oh no. Uh, and we will do all of these today. And so I do hope that we have I all will been, say, been praying through this process. In defense of my strategy last week. One of these will one be One of those easy. we're yeah. going to have to choose between Mater and somebody else. So <laughs> yep. we at least yep. have that one bright spot to look forward to. I do think that was really smart. Uh, and I'm just going to start at the top. Thank we're going to go through. It's going to be a little bit more difficult. If you don't remember Spring Delirium, I'll do a 3-2-1. And these guys say 
simultaneously who they think should move on. If they tie, the person moves on, the character moves on immediately. If they are against, uh, they will each have a chance to uh, have a bit of a uh, argument as to who, and then I will be the deciding factor. We start with a Toy Story v. Toy Story, which we might have a few of these because we said this is the biggest collection of characters in Pixar, uh, at least collection of memorable characters. We have Woody against Rex. Hey, may the best toy win. Mm. May the best toy win. That's what I always say. Three, two, one. Woody. Woody. Yep. So there are still some easier matchups here. Uh, But then we come down to one like this. How about Syndrome of the Incredibles, who beat Zerg, villain of Toy Story? But we have Syndrome against Sadness. Okay. Three, two, one. Syndrome. Okay. What? Jordan has Syndrome. Doge has Sadness. Jordan, I'm going to let you go first with your Syndrome vote. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm shocked that we're having this conversation. Syndrome is one of, if not the best villains in the Pixar universe. He is so interesting and he's fun. He's larger than life and he's everything we talk about that needs that perfect counterbalance to make that kind of story in the Incredibles work. I think he epitomizes what's good about Pixar's characters. For me, sadness, uh, sadness has might be the most important Pixar character. I think Sadness has the most important thing to say uh, out of any Pixar character that I can think of. Um, and the strength of that messaging to me is enough to take Blue Phyllis all the way to the finish line. <laughs> Blue Phyllis. Uh, I'm going to give this one to... Uh, y'all give me a one, one, one word argument here. Jordan, you go first. <laughs> There's a lot of weight on this. You better pick a good word. And it can't be Andy Griffin. That's two words. Um, I'm going to go with Mayberry. I'm going to go with unique. Okay. Doge. Catharsis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those are also very close. This is, yeah, I was going to do it based off of which one was worth more in Scrabble, but even that is too close. Cause I know those cues are really high. <laughs> um, I'm going to give this one to sadness. Sadness is going to move on to the wow. round of 16 to the sweet 16. We've got wow. shock. Uh, I probably not only from Jordan, but this from a happening. lot of listeners. So it's, we have wow. our next next matchup <laughs> is Russell against Marlin. Russell of Up, Marlin of Finding Nemo. Three, two, one. Marlin. Marlin moves on to the Sweet Sixteen. Our next matchup is Mister Incredible himself against Roz herself. Mister Incredible against Roz. Three, two. One. Mr. Incredible. That's tough. That is, did that feel harder for anybody than they thought it would feel? No. It was easy. It was just like pouring salt on that, that paperwork slug. There's a lot of these matchups that both characters are great. And if they were in a different matchup with somebody else, it would be easier or harder. But like, I love Roz. And if it was Roz versus like Russell, it would be easy for me. But Roz versus Mr. Incredible, that's a, that's, I think they would combine. That's a good point. I think they would combine powers to create Rosal or Russ. Rosal or Russ. Russ. (laughs) Uh, Buzz against Bruce. Mm -hmm. Three, two, one. Buzz. Buzz moves on. Next, we have Crush against Violet. Crush against Violet. Three, two, one. Crush. Crush. Crush moving on. Next, we have one of those cute matchups. Boo against Wally. Three, two, one. Boo. 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 (laughs) Wow. 
I can feel the nerves sometimes on the harder <laughs> matchups for y'all. Because <clears throat> you're like, I don't want to have to argue this. Okay. Well, after somehow Syndrome got stomped out by sadness, I'm nervous about everything. I think you're just afraid to feel sadness, which maybe you should listen to our episode You've tomorrow. been talking to my counselor? <laughs> <laughs> Lightning McQueen against Joy. This is a matchup from a couple of weeks ago where both of y'all had fought for these to move on. Lightning McQueen beat Hector. Uh, based off of Jordan's uh, argument there. And then Joy beat Ham based on Doja's argument. So Lightning McQueen still feel like Joy. Still feel like Lightning's a worthy contender right here? I don't know. Why don't you ask three, the question? Three, two, one. Lightning Joy. McQueen. You are okay. absolutely out of I'm your not. mind. I'm not. I stand Doge, by it. <laughs> Doge goes first. Again, we need to talk about catharsis. We need to talk about things like strength of narrative. We need to talk about things like a story worth telling. And I don't think that Cars has any of that. There is a, one of my favorite quotes is from C.S. Lewis. It's about literary criticism. And he says, when you get older and you find that you can't engage in a child's story, then perhaps that story was not worth engaging in when you were the appropriate age for it. I cannot engage in Cars right now. So maybe Cars was never worth engaging in. I can engage in Inside Out and I can cry at Inside Out. And it's because of Amy Poehler's performance is Joy. And so I think Joy should advance to the next round. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. This bracket is not about whose movie is better. This would be a completely different argument if that was the case. But the fact of the matter is, Cars Lightning McQueen has been, I mean, an absolute smash as far as like licensing and lunchboxes and toys and kids are obsessed and you see him everywhere. And I just think that's something that's worth taking into account as we move forward. Is Joy a a from a better movie and probably a better written character of course but the iconography involved with lightning mcqueen to me sets him ahead in this argument let me just get inside your head get inside your engine because you love cars so That's much true. what you're saying right now if we take that if we extrapolate your argument are we saying that Fortnite is more influential than The Last of Us. More important, rather, not influential. More important and worthy of, of placing over something like The Last of Us. Because if we're talking about cultural relevance and smash hits, then we've got our Fortnites and we've got our Five Nights at Freddy's. No, because what you're talking about would, would be comparing Inside Out to Cars. We're comparing one character from each. Okay, what about Fortnite guy number one? My favorite character from Fortnite, the one in the tank top with the big square muscles versus Joel from The Last of Us. Well, then I would vote for Joel because I think that Joel's a better like character and a better representation moving forward. Carter, are you listening? I'm listening to all of it. And this is this is saturated with just goodness. This is one of the better- I'm going to be so mad if Lightning wins. I just want you guys to know I'm actually going to be legitimately angry. I cannot see a sweet 16 uh, when we're talking about Pixar characters without Lightning McQueen. Don't do this to me. Are you so kidding So Lightning me? McQueen moves forward. I really do. I get both sides completely. I like Joy more. Me too. I like Inside Out infinitely more. Me too. But Cars is a bad you're movie. You're talking about, and again, too, it's tough when you say things like, eh, this is a bracket of 64 of the best uh, Pixar characters. And it, and, and it hate, I hate saying that Lightning McQueen is better than Joy. I don't think he is. But I do think culturally, I, I don't see a Sweet 16 without him. And this was a really tough matchup. But I do have to say that Lightning McQueen moves forward. I know it's crazy. Every single if you're listening to this ever existed. And you're, if you're listening to this and you're as mad as I am, 
Just know that in the coming weeks, I will be playing re-roll with this podcast and they can't stop me because I have all the files saved on my computer. So whoever wants to get on this podcast and make smart decisions and talk about real things, hit me up because I'm looking for new friends. It's so funny. I genuinely feel like syndrome getting knocked out by sadness is a bigger travesty than anything happening right now. So it's just so clear that people get attached to different characters for different things. Right. It's crazy. Next matchup. Hopefully that doesn't bring as much argument. I have no idea. Mike Wazowski against Remy of Ratatouille. Three, two, one. Mike Wazowski. Mike Wazowski. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a tough matchup uh, matchup for Remy. Again, Ratatouille. Every time I think of Mike Wazowski, I think of the the Randy Newman lyric. <laughs> He's like, "You're just a punky little eyeball." <laughs> From that song. <laughs> yes. uh, our next matchup is Edna Mode against Ernesto de la Cruz. That's tough. Three, two, one. Ernesto Edna de la Mode. Cruz. Oh. Okay. So Jordan goes first this time. Yeah, I just think Jordan said Jordan said Ernesto. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Ernesto de la Cruz. Yep. Those said Edna Mode. I think that Ernesto de la Cruz is super interesting as far as Pixar villains go, just in the sense of like the realness. We talked about it a little bit with months about how it's like almost grounded in like a very sinister uh intention same with de la cruz his willingness to just straight up kill <laughs> to make sure that his secret stays secret um it's it's different it's not something we get a lot in pixar and also on top of that i just think he's incredibly fun i can't imagine having a conversation about superhero movies in america without somebody saying no capes <laughs> or without somebody saying edna mode or somebody saying, I never look back, darling. It distracts from the now. I think here's the thing, and I'm I'm fighting legitimate frustration. We cannot advance Lightning McQueen because he's on a backpack and not advance Edna Mode because she's a way more iconic character, I think, than Lightning. I think oh, she's that's way bold more quoted. I love Edna Mode. But I think she's bold. way more quoted than Lightning is. I think she's a better character than Ernesto de la Cruz because she's more memorable than Ernesto de la Cruz. I think if you stacked up all the kachows in the world, they would tower over every mention of Edna Mode's name. (laughs) (laughs) You stack up all the kachows so that you can get back to the mission control or whatever of the brain. Um, (laughs) I'm going to have to say, uh, I will have to say Edna Mode on this one. I think valid arguments on both sides. I do think there is this effect that we talked about two weeks ago. Uh, Well, now about three weeks ago uh, with Coco that I wonder how this would go five years from now. Um, Yeah, that's a good question. I think Coco being only about three years old still has a lot of room uh, to dethrone some of these other characters. Sure. Yeah. That was tough. I think so. All right. Let's do Carl against Slink. Three, two, one. Slink. Okay. We've got another tie here. This happens when you get into the sweet 16. I think it was Carl for Doge. Doge, I need to hear your argument first. Yep. Uh, Carl is a protagonist. Carl's driving the narrative. Um, Carl is, I don't know. I, I don't want to bring up tier quota, but it, but I, we have to go there. Carl has a much higher tier quota than Slinky Dog does. And while Slink is a wonderful and trusted companion, Slink is completely static in spite of how stretchy his Slinky is. Carl grows and changes over the course of the narrative, and I think he is a better character. Um, I would like to take the time to point out that my opponent only brings up tier quota when it benefits his argument. I would love to notice that uh, it was never mentioned when the argument was for Edna mode. So let's just keep that in mind 
briefly. There was no tear quota for Ernesto de la Cruz. I don't cry at him. I cry. If it was Mama Coco, I would have picked Mama sure, Coco because sure, sure, I sure, cry sure, at her. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. No doubt. I would like to notice that my opponent spends the first 30 seconds of his time talking trying to discredit my argument and say that I'm focusing on the wrong thing. Yeah, things. it's called an attack ad. Slinky is funny. That's it. Yeah, dude, so funny. Imagine if there was a dog that like stretched and stuff. Can you even believe it, dude? Yeah, this what is, hey, this is next? Yeah, delirium is real right now. Don't bury Slinky just so you can cover me with a little dirt too, Doge. He doesn't deserve that and you know it. My opponent would like you to believe <laughs> that all Moving I'm doing this, is trying. <laughs> Moving on to the Sweet 16 is Carl. Fair Carl enough. Carl moves past Slink. Uh, even though... A part of my argument for Slink would have been that there is a ride, that he is the ride yeah. at Disney World. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think it might be against a lot of laws, though, if Carl... So they can't... There's You can't have, like, a... Everybody jump on the old man. I don't know. Um, yeah, Carl no. ride. <laughs> and it is earnest. Next- I mean, we didn't talk about how Slinky is earnest, and Slinky Dog has, by proxy, saved Christmas and gone on vacation and done lots of things, so... Yeah. My reason uh, just because he's funny. We got, another, <laughs> we got another cute one. Jack-Jack. Against Nemo. Three, two, one. Nemo. Nemo. Okay, that one felt Nemo good. Nemo moves on. Nemo moves on. Guys, so we're almost this is, done. This is like a primary debate then rather than a presidential debate. It's like we're still kind of on the same team. Right, yeah. We just disagree on several key sure, points. Sure, yeah. Next matchup, Sully against Frozone. Three, two, one. Sully. Sully. Yeah. Sully moves Sully on. Sully Sullenberger. He landed that plane. So proud of him. <laughs> Our next matchup, Miguel against Mater. <laughs> Three, two, one. Oh, Miguel. Miguel. <laughs> this was this was the <laughs> Doge's uh, argument is paying off. Do you realize that Mater beat Anger a couple weeks ago? Yeah. So it would have been Miguel against Anger. That's crazy. But Miguel moves on. Next we have Bo Peep. Against Bing Bong. Three, two, one. Bing Bong. That was a Bing Bong from both of you? Yep. Yes, sir. Bing Bong moves on to the Sweet 16. Finally, I know this has been exhausting. We have Elastigirl against Dory. Three, two, one. Dory. Dory moves on. So our matchups in the Sweet 16, which are still going to be Doge and Jordan and I working through these. Once we get to the Elite Eight, that is when it's going to be our Patreon listeners. And then, uh, so, so next week is the last time that the hosts are in control. Mm. Uh, from there on out, it'll be Patreon and <laughs> Ever. then everybody, Ever. everybody. The whole podcast becomes completely democratic and you guys call <clears throat> in and talk about stuff and we have to listen. The Sweet 16 matchups will be Woody against Sadness, Marlon against Mr. Incredible, Mike Wazowski against Edna Mode, Carl against Nemo, Buzz against Crush, Boo against Lightning McQueen, Sully against Miguel and Bing Bong against Dory. Man, that was our spring. Uh, that was our spring delirium. The round of 32. We have moved on to the sweet 16 uh, thoughts and prayers to Doge and Jordan <laughs> uh, as they ponder on what to do next week to end today's episode. I want you to give me your name and then also a character that you feel like uh, was underrated and neglected uh, that did not even show up in this bracket. And I can show you in, and 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 tell you like who do you think should get a little bit more credit maybe they wouldn't move on passed around but they should have at least shown up in the top 64 i'm carter and i'm just gonna straight up steal it from doge uh but mama coco was not one of these 64 and i think mama coco probably could have held a spot here somewhere i'm doge and 
My vote for, I guess, most improved, a participation ribbon perhaps, will go to Celia from Monsters Incorporated um, because that she's a, that's a really creative monster design, like a Medusa hair with one yes, eye. It's she, fun. She's it's funny. very that's fun. My good job, design team. Right? Yeah, I know they listen to this, so good job, animators and design team. It's a cool <laughs> character. Yeah, I'm Jordan, and I think I'm going to go with the old man who plays chess. Jerry. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah. Dipping into some of the, the, uh, shorts, the Pixar shorts. Yeah. I feel like he, he could, have he could have made some pretty good progress here. I think he could have. We're two for two on not ending these with something funny. <laughs> <laughs> You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.